Hello, I'm Eric Nance, and you are listening to episode 21 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. It is very exciting to formally kick off the year 2021 with our first issue, 2021-W01, released on January 4th, 2020. This week's issue was curated by the founder of Our Weekly, Wolfram Chin, with help from the Our Weekly team members and contributors. Open source technology has empowered educators across multiple domains with new capabilities of authoring lectures, evaluating student progress, and leveraging automation to handle some of the most tedious tasks. In the realm of statistics and data science, one of the pioneers in not only embracing new technology, but also making materials available in the open, was our studio software engineer, Jenny Bryan, with her critically acclaimed graduate course, STAT 545, in which R was the core component for students to access and perform statistical analyses on interesting data sets with R. It's one thing to structure a graduate school caliber course around R and open source, but can this same approach be used effectively with an introductory level course? Mine Chichinkaya Rundell certainly thinks so, and she has launched the Data Science in a Box initiative, our first highlight for this episode. The Data Science in a Box is the culmination of in-depth research of creating a modern approach to introduce the core skills required for data science using approaches for increasing student engagement and putting real-world data sets front and center, as opposed to the traditional approaches of clean, small data sets meant to illustrate concepts solely. The modules have been organized by the key stages in the data analysis, starting with the exploration of data using visualization techniques, investigating modeling and relationships amongst variables, and lastly, specialized topics such as data ethics. In each portion of the course, lecture slides have been authored with a Sharingan package in R Markdown the overarching website is produced with a book-down package, and Mina recorded each lecture as on-demand videos available on YouTube. Mina is using this material within her Introduction to Data Science course at Duke University. Having this powerful resource freely available, thanks to the Creative Commons Share-Alike license, means that aspiring teachers and professors looking to revamp or create a new data science curriculum can leverage these materials and tailor them to their needs without having to completely start from scratch. Mina has authored an excellent manuscript detailing the design principles and overall goals with co-author Victoria Ellison entitled A Fresh Look at Introductory Data Science Online, which we will link to in this episode's show notes. Also, I have a link to episode 31 of my other venture, the R Podcast, in which I talk about teaching data science with open source tech and R with Mina and Allison Hill. Speaking of Allison, that leads us to our next highlight for today. It's hard to believe that the blog down R package, authored by the self-professed Ehway Down, or more formally Ehway Sia, was originally released almost three years ago. Allison was one of the early adopters of the package and wrote her very first blog post about using Blogdown 
of course, with Blogdown, eventually leading her to become a co-author alongside Eway and Amber Thomas for the freely available Blogdown Creating Websites with R Markdown textbook. Since Blogdown's initial release, many in the R community have adopted Blogdown and by proxy the Hugo static site generator platform in their authoring workflows, and sometimes not everything has been smooth sailing. Based on her experience with helping many users launch their Blogdown sites, Allison began documenting her wish list for Blogdown enhancements and new features to make both the onboarding process and continued maintenance of a Blogdown site easier for both new and experienced Blogdown users. So it is quite refreshing to see that Allison is putting her own recommendations into practice by going back to her original blog post and revamping those instructions to use the new features in the new, in the new development version of Blogdown currently available. Inside this revamped post, Allison walks through the entire process of initializing a Blogdown-enabled site using the Wowcomy theme, what used to be known as Hugo Academic, and the workflow of authoring posts using the built-in tools and functions, along with tweaks to the site theme and options, which can be daunting for new users. I can attest to how awesome Allison's approach is to breaking down what can be very complicated steps into tangible wins, and it reminds me very much of her approach in the advanced R Markdown workshop that was taught at the 2018 R Studio Conference, in which I was fortunate enough to be a fellow TA and learning as much as I could about all things R Markdown. It's not very often that we see tutorials be updated after their initial release when a project undergoes massive changes or enhancements. So I hope other authors follow Allison's lead in the future in other situations. To say that the last few elections in the United States have been polarizing in the country would likely be an understatement, with one key issue being the use of the Electoral College in presidential elections. To briefly summarize, the Electoral College is a system in which each state has a number of electors based on its number of senators and representatives. With the exception of Maine and Nebraska, a winner-take-all approach determines how all the electoral votes in a given state will be won. Typical visualizations of presidential election results often color each state based on the candidate with the most votes inside, and those can be used across both sides of the debate in various ways. In 2019, a Belgium designer, Karim Duib, decided to take a different approach to this visualization by representing votes for the winning candidate in a state as circles proportional to the number of votes by county instead of a simple solid color for the entire state. The subsequent release of that visualization gained worldwide attention, and a similar technique has now been employed by political economist David Zumbach in our last highlight for today. In November of 2020, Switzerland had a vote on a new initiative called the Four Responsible Businesses Protecting Human Rights and the Environment Initiative, which was intended to introduce new requirements for Swiss businesses 
to uphold human rights and environmental standards. The initiative was ultimately defeated by a rather narrow margin of 51.9% no to 48.1% yes. David used the voting results data made available as part of the Swiss government's open data platform, along with R, to develop a powerful animated visualization depicting how coloring the results using municipal boundaries only showed what appeared to be an easy win for the proposal. Yet when transitioning to a view of the results weighted by municipality size and number of votes cast, the picture becomes much more accurate of how close the results turned out to be. David leverages many Tidyverse packages to process the raw voting data and the necessary spatial data for producing the map, and then clever use of packages like Tweener within a ggplot2 pipeline to create individual frames of animations bundled together with the indispensable FFmpeg utility. All of the code and example GIFs of the animation are contained within David's GitHub repository, and it is another testament to why R enables us to produce these insightful analyses from the complete end-to-end -end spectrum of a data analysis. And those are your R Weekly highlights for today. The new year is starting out great with many new resources in this issue, including a tutorial on running R scripts on a schedule with GitHub Actions, developing parallelized loops in R, creating games within R, and much more. As always, I would welcome your feedback on the Highlights Podcast as we begin the new year, so don't hesitate to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at TheRCast, and if you like what you are hearing, it would be greatly appreciated if you share our weekly with your friends and colleagues. Have a great week, and we'll be back with another batch of our weekly highlights next week.